Transmissions from the Dark Side is a tongue-in-cheek look at anthology horror, covering adult themes and concepts in very childish ways. Parental guidance suggested. This week on Transmissions from the Dark Side. Joey! Will! And someone's deepest fantasies. Enter if you dare. Welcome to Transmissions from the Dark Side, where we're watching every episode of seminal 90s horror anthology, Monsters, and we are reporting it back to you. I am Matt Noss, with me via the power of the internet, my two best friends in the whole wide world, if it isn't Jen Hansen and Matt Rose. Yay! Back, back at it again for the 2-0. Uh, if this is your first time joining us, what we do around here is we watch anthology horror, a different quote-unquote scary story every week we are nearing the end of our journey uh uh in a of little monsters. in a little show called monsters it is the third season it is the ninth episode eighth, 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 episode. eighth episode um this one was called shave and a haircut two bites now if this is your first time listening we've thrown a lot th- we've thrown a lot at you we're going to throw another thing. We guess what this episode is about based on title alone. We call it the Dark Side Guess. Who would like to guess what this episode's about first? Uh, I, I can go first. I, I made two guesses, but I'm going to go with the last one. Okay, wait a minute. Oh, all right. Okay. Matt. Then you're it, just going to show what? off. <laughs> no, I mean, I can do both of them if you want. But the, uh. the, first one, the first one's weaker than the second one. Okay. Uh, Shaving a haircut, two bites. The tout mines at the Mitchell Ricks Institute of Barbers. (laughs) Sorry, let me try that again. You're good. You're good. The top. (laughs) The top mine at the Institute of Barbers. No, at the Mitchell Ricks Institute of Barber Science, had finally made the breakthrough of the century. A robotic barber that never missed appointments, never argued with customers, and never made mistakes. During the final round of tests, however, <laughs> uh huh. Come on, buddy. We're all rooting for you. Stick that landing. What do you do? Do you go crazy? Did he kill everybody? <laughs> Did he? Uh... A farmer. Man's <laughs> like everybody? nodding his head. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he went crazy. Uh, okay. That's okay. Sometimes robots kill everybody. That's what robots do. Oh, sorry guys. I've been I've been cooped up in the house. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Not me. I'm out. No, <laughs> I'm, dude, I went to a rally the other day oh. and I just let <laughs> I just let someone oh. spew hatred straight into my face. Oh, I'm just ripping off a mask, coughing on everybody. Oh, it's God, just God, I oh, love God, freedom. Just like, I'm, I've been huffing air of other people's <laughs> breath. 
<laughs> oh, are you going to those things? They're like they're the old glory holes, but now somebody just puts their mouth on it and then you just, <laughs> just breathe. Breathe, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to a stranger's air hole. <laughs> oh God, just yeah, just give me. What was it? I I had made a comment this week where it's like, yeah, I'm playing a game called Stranger's Breath. <laughs> just, just I'm oh God. All right, let me see if I can finish it. During the final round of tests, however, a bolt of lightning struck the robot at the very second a witch died. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Keep it. Um, you ever seen that movie Crash with David? <laughs> <laughs> Crash, okay, there you By David Cronenberg? Yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, that's my fantasy, except it's other people's breath. Um, uh, we laugh because we can't cry on mic. Uh, Matt, are you done? <sighs> All right, let me try it from the top and maybe it'll get better this time. The top minds at the Mitchell Ricks Institute of Barber Science had finally made the breakthrough of the century. A robotic barber that never missed appointments, never argued with customers, and never made mistakes. During the final round of tests, however, a bolt of lightning struck the robot at the very second a witch dies. <laughs> the very second a witch dies. Okay. Transferring her soul into the robot. <laughs> into the robot? Okay. And then what happened, buddy? What happens, man? What happens to that robot? Sorry, guys. It's okay. <laughs> I love this. Is honestly of all the things in the whole wide world, I delight in this so much that you write whenever you write something that is just honed directly at your own comedy sensibilities. Yeah, yeah, I love just it. you're done. Yeah, it isn't I for just, anyone else. Because, like, in my head, I have I have the robot when the witch. When the witch dies and her soul goes into the robot, the robot that has a pointy hat. The robot gets a pointy witch hat. I don't think we need more. I think we're no, good. I, I do have a question, though. So, so yes. science has created the perfect robotic barber, but he still has to go to school. But he still has to go to barber school, so it's just a robot who's capable of learning how to become a perfect barber. No, they created. No, they created this perfect robot. But then why is he in school, Matt? If he's already perfect, shouldn't he just no. know right out the gate? Because it is an institute of science, Jen, and this is where they created the robot. But unfortunately, so he wasn't participating in the class. This it's was the like final an, an, round of tests. Like for the robot to make sure, you know, that it doesn't go like. It you wasn't know, the final round off, of tests right? of like the barber. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. No, it, you know, okay. no, it, okay. it wasn't passing tests. I the scientists were performing tests. Jen, how, the robot. how dare you? I no, I was just. Oh no, hey Matt, she was just asking questions. <sighs> sorry, guys, I. No, it's went... <laughs> Oh my god. How do you live with yourself? No, it was funny. Oh my god. Okay. As it came out of my mouth, I was like, ooh, what a cunt. 
That was like the most grizzled writer's room answer to us. Oh, no, it's funny. Oh, boy. All right. Who's got another sketch? That's that's like hour three of an SNL table read. Like... Uh, shave and a haircut, two bites. The nation is under a spell of vampires. Singing vampires. The fantabulous Fang Brothers Barbershop Quartet plays to sold-out venues every night. They've even played on El- Ed Sullivan. But uh-oh, something bad is probably going to happen. Or worse, maybe. We'll never know. <laughs> we'll never know. It's a teaser. But... It's a teaser. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> shave and a haircut, two bites. Ouch. That's my... And I thought this was where I was supposed to get a haircut. Uh-oh, I guess I'm a wolf man. Uh, I had a stroke in the middle of that. Unfortunately, none of these guesses are correct. So, Jen, please hit us up with those sweet teats. Sure thing, guys. Uh, all right, we watched uh, season three, episode eight of Monsters, Shave and a Haircut, Two Bites. This episode aired November 18th, 1990. Here is the description from IMDb. IMDb. Young conspiracy theorist Kevin tries to convince his cool, skeptical friend Tommy that an old-timey local barbershop is run by vampires in disguise. Episode was directed by John Strisick. He um, was the writer and director of the Tales from the Dark Side episode, Love Hungry. He also directed the episode's Anniversary Dinner, A New Lease on Life, uh, uh, Lost Can? What did I write? Nah, something else. Uh, Last Car. That's what it is. I Can't Help Say Goodbye, The Milkman Cometh, and Love Hungry. Uh, Episode was written by... Love Hungry was was the one where it, like... They the fat shame the woman, but yes. the but the food comes to life. Okay, yes. all right. Um, episode was written by Dan Simmons. Uh, he was a writer for AMC's The Terror. Matt, have you watched that? Yes. Okay. Uh, did it, did it say which season? Uh, I think both. He might be like a like a EP like a staff or... writer. Yeah. Um, I watched the entire first season, and I watched like. 90% of the second season, but then the DVR that I had the last couple of episodes on uh, blew out, and so I didn't get to finish it. But uh, okay. it's interesting. It's an interesting uh, Yeah, he wrote nine episodes. Whoa. Uh, and is executive producer. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, episodes starred uh, Will Wheaton as Kevin. Uh, Will Wheaton, uh, I think best known for Star Trek The Next Generation as Wesley. Uh, he was in Stand By Me. It was one of his earliest movies, uh, Stephen King joint. Uh, a lot of voice acting and uh, other projects since then. Matt LeBlanc played Tommy. He is famously Joey Tribbiani on Friends. He also, he has been just a fixture on TV, I think, since Friends, basically. Yeah. He was, um, uh, Friends was on for 10 seasons. Uh, he was in episodes. That was five seasons. Uh, he had two seasons of Joey, the Friends spinoff that I can't believe got two seasons. Um, he's on a show now, unless it's been canceled. Um, but currently a show called Man with a Plan uh, that is in its fourth season right now. Wow. Fourth season just wrapped up. Um, 
And he's also, guys, hold on to your pants. He's in two sensual, sexy episodes of Red Shoe Diaries. Oh, oh no way. Wow. What were the names of those episodes? Uh, let me look. You know, I'll, uh, I'll look those up while uh, you guys just bap away. <laughs> <laughs> well, you heard the lady. <laughs> drop your, stop your grinning and drop your linen, Matt. It's time for us to rub one out while Jen looks uh, up the sweet deets. Uh, and just uh, let's. Possible. Uh, looks up. Um, he was in the episodes kidnapped, and just like that, uh, in the episode just like that, he played Kyle, and in the episode kidnapped, he played Jed Cody. <laughs> <laughs> Such a red shoe diary name, Jed Cody. Bink Flonkstan. Uh, John O'Leary played Mr. Innes, <clears throat> um, who has a lot of um, background roles in larger projects. He was in uh, Airplane as reporter number two. He was attorney number one in All the President's Men. He was uh, Rylan Burser in The Last Starfighter. He's been in Baskets, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Uh, he died last year at the age of 93 oh. and was working, like, right up until that. So good for him. Oh, man. wow. Yeah. <clears throat> and Mr. D'Onofrio was played by Al Mancini. He was Tic Tac in Miller's Crossing, which for some reason is a, a Coen Brothers movie that I never really – like got into i think i've seen bits and pieces of it but i don't know that i've ever seen the whole thing um he was in uh the dirty dozen he was also in something called oh god i forgot about this guys uh he was also in a short film called terry gar in flapjack floozy which is a 30 minute short film about a woman with a pancake addiction uh in from the Schiller Vision production company, uh, which is Tom Schiller, who used to do a bunch of uh, SNL shorts. Um, Matt, are you you're familiar with Tom Schiller? I think you're from nodding along. I think he's one of the earlier SNL dudes. Uh, in 2013, Tom Schiller released a comedy album with uh, with a partner, uh, Tom and Don, their comedy album. I will give you a hundred dollars, either of you, if you can tell me who the comedy partner is on the Tom and Don album. I would think uh, Don Pardo. Uh, I'm gonna guess partner Matt, Matt Rose. Uh, Wait, Don Johnson. Wait. Are you looking it up? Because I just cheating. looked it up. Oh, son of a bitch. No way. Uh, Tom and Don comedy album with Tom Schiller and Donald Fagan. Of Steely, Steely Dan. Dan. Doing comedy. Oh, my God. Give me a when second. I comedy, I think Donald Fagan. Because... Uh, as far as I'm concerned, this is a big bonus for me. The man is old, yes, so he could be pliant. But the last guy we had in here was like a 55-year-old guy built like an ox. And it was not a pleasant relationship. Madoff could be a little soft. He's a swimmer. He ha Guys, this is gold. 
That's from a, a hot cut called Madoff Cellmate. It could be good. And so does Donald Fagan just laugh at him? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Donald Fagan just sits and makes wry, <laughs> wry commentary. No, that's funny. <laughs> Dad behind the wheel with the. Uh, should we? I don't know. Start the episode. Do 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 it started. Let's watch it. <sighs> the door from the monsters swings wide open. Squeak. And we get to see a barber pole. And we get to hear the world's slowest exposition. I feel like we should say Matt watched this episode at 1.5 speed. And it's still the episode really just. I wouldn't say it was plotting at that point, but it was it was a, a well paced episode. At one point five speed, this episode is great. It's a must watch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> at the speed that it's actually filmed at, it's a bit of a slog. It's a bit. There are there are many basically anything that is not dialogue is in slow motion this episode. I don't know if you guys watch notice that, but like anytime you see people walking or you see like drapes moving or you know the dudes grabbing a razor and stuff, everything is slow mo. They had to get twenty two minutes, and they had eighteen. Yeah, and it was like slow it down. LeBlanc Le had to get to a friend's audition. So, <laughs> couldn't film any extra scenes. Matt LeBlanc is, uh, well, I, well, here's something I did not know. That Clive Owen in Sin City would be channeling Matt LeBlanc from this episode. Because <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was the most arduous and painful voiceover I've ever heard in my life. Until this. So, it starts with, uh, with, uh, with, Matt LeBlanc monologuing about, uh, I don't know, whatever. Um, blood spiraling. Blood oh, yeah, blood spiraling, spiraling. Round and round. And he's talking about how he used to have, uh, he's, he's a, it's a businessman, quote unquote, sitting down for a shave at the barber. And it looks like Matt LeBlanc put on daddy's jacket and pants and slicked his hair back and put on a fake mustache. Because this was yes. my question it, is, yeah. what year is it? Uh not clear um because right I mean, now this is, this is... right Go now ahead. it seems like in the episode it's the 50s yeah i would say the 30s or so somewhere in between 30s and 50s some call it the 40s who am i to judge and i, I wrote joey is depressed but looking good yeah <laughs> he looks i wrote down business baby joey <laughs> He likes his women hot and his ties fat and short. <laughs> He's got a chode tie. <laughs> Real tuna can. A real tuna can. <laughs> um, and he is just 
just sort of monologuing through this shade uh, or this this shave. He's getting a shave about how, uh, you know, he a friend, he came to a barbershop with his friend and his friend almost convinced him that this place was run by vampires. Almost. Diddly, 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 yes, diddly. Yes, yes, diddly. Day, 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 day. Sibilant, sibilant, sibilant. And... I would rag on Will Wheaton's outfit so hard if it wasn't so spot on for the 90s. He is wearing a tie-dye t-shirt that is like... With a red bandana. But it's like... Don't forget, don't forget the bandana, Matt. The bandana is... But it's like, like... 90s tie-dye because no one tie-dyed anymore in the 90s. But for some right. reason there was tie-dye shirts. So they were all new. So it was like every color on this T-shirt is vibrant. Very vivid. Uh, and he's got uh, the the um, the headband, the headscarf thing. He's like wearing it more like, uh, how would you describe how he's wearing it? More like a, like a full head covering, like a, like a babushka kind of. He's really David Foster Wallace in it. Like... Yes. And it seems so costumey now, but... That a lot of high school was like that. My uh, my senior yearbook, like every other senior yearbook in the world, is like you know that sort of pebbled faux leather cover with like you know the crest on the front or something. Ours was a photo cover that was just like a sandy beach, and on the front it was on the beach was a tie dye t shirt, a hacky sack, and a pair of Birkenstocks. <laughs> yeah, that tracks. <laughs> What did you notice, Maddie? What did I? Jeez, uh, uh, I just in my notes. Um, sorry, haha. Uh, Will, Will Wheaton is a hippie spying on barbers. That was that was all I wrote. <laughs> and and I will say so so. Matt LeBlanc is his sort of straight laced friend in uh, in his Gap uh, his Gap khakis. Oh yeah, and Will Wheaton is the hippie. I thought Matt LeBlanc, other than when he's trying to play the older gentleman, uh, I thought Matt LeBlanc did a great job in this episode. Yeah, he was he wasn't bad. The episode he has some lengthy like monologue type things, and I thought he delivered Mm -hmm. them well. He was twenty two. Will Wheaton was eighteen. Oh wow! Will Wheaton comes across as eighteen too. Yeah, he has very like you don't understand, man. Um, yeah. I, I wrote wake up sheeple a bunch of times. So. <laughs> but... so he's working on this theory that the barbershop across the street is uh, run by vampires. Basically that all barbers are, are vampires, vampire. I guess. Or they were vampires yeah. upon a time because the barber pole is the sign of the barber from the guilds. And guilds were the old unions of the... Of the Bronze yeah, Age, like I guess. Dad's union. Oh, thanks for putting it away. I understand. <laughs> I did think it was funny though that he had a Werner Herzog uh, Nosferatu poster on the wall. Uh, did you see the Death Zone poster? I didn't notice it the first time, uh, but Ted pointed it out the first time. When we watched it the second time, I did. So there's a poster for something. It just says Death Zone, and there's like a skull and crossbones on it. So it's not clear if Death Zone is a band, a movie, or a zone. Like why it's on his wall, <laughs> but huh? Yeah. So Matt LeBlanc is the skeptic. He uh, he's like 
okay, fine. This seems stupid. Let me poke a bunch of holes in it. Will we? It's like you don't understand, man. Yeah, he like they they mention multiple times in the episode that uh, Will Wheaton's character Kevin is the gifted one, but Tommy Matt LeBlanc's character constantly pokes holes in his his theories. He he honestly like, is a great skeptic because he's like, yeah, no, uh, that doesn't make any sense. It could be. Like these five reasons. Well, well, but no. Like it's it, that you're you're not thinking outside the box, man. But it is at this point of like seeing this version of Matt LeBlanc, uh, along with Will Wheaton, that I really start to question what year it is, because the opening scene seemed to take place in the past. Past. And here we are in what I would call the present. I think I think it was I I think what we saw was the past was actually the future. It is. Um it it is. But I think it looked like the past just because they of the job they were trying to do to make them look older. Right. Yeah. But instead they made them look like what a high schooler thinks, you know, people looked like in the 50s. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, hey, uh, can you play Mambo Number Five again? <laughs> I need an adult. I need an adult song. I'm auditioning for Guys and Dolls. <laughs> oh, it has heavy Guys and Dolls feel to it. Yeah. If he if he would have had a zoot suit and some dice in his hand, <laughs> <laughs> that would have been great. Uh, Will Wheaton at some point says, "Look, people go in there and they come out with red vials." They're trading blood. Like, and he indicates, he talks about the bar, as he talks about the barber poles, he opens up a jar of paint, I guess, yes. dips his fingers in, and drags it across the mirror. The mirror. He's like, look, it's blood. Think about it. It's blood. Uh, Matt LeBlanc's like, uh, isn't your mom going to be mad? My mom hasn't been in this room since I was six years old. That's frightening. She's a terrible mom. I bet that room stinks. (laughs) Just, can you imagine how bad that room smells? I can. Like, what six-year-old knows what to do with anything? (laughs) (laughs) I I bet, like, two doors away from from that room, you just get slapped in the face with the overwhelming smell of feet, and then like <laughs> another doorway closer, and you're praying for that smell to stay because it's a hundred times worse. Why does it smell like active sex in here? Oh. <laughs> 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 uh. Oh, the cow shit in here. Get out of my room. I'm six. <laughs> it smells like active sex in here. Mom, get out of my room. Mom, you haven't been in this room since six. <laughs> anyway, Will Wheaton eventually is like, you know what we should do? Break into that barber shop. And like Matt it's... LeBlanc's like, no. That's the... I don't want to do anything illegal. Hey. What's a little B and E between two friends? 
And that is an act break. And we'll be back with more transmissions from the dark side after this. They made their wildest desires come true. It's a wonderful fantasy of mine to be with two men. Just because we play with olive oil and pour it over each other and become fairly sensual does not mean that we have to have sex. There has to be anything that has to be on a negative side. And we're thinking in terms of spirituality. We're thinking in terms of sensuality. We're thinking in terms of romance, of love. Living out your sexual fantasies. I'm the next to Matt, you have to play that one more time. Do I need to play it one more time? All right, one second. Here we go. They made their wildest desires come true. It's a wonderful fantasy of mine to be with two men. Pause. How hard is that? No, that's not really... Even... The other guy's rolling around in salad dressing. That seems, that seems much more like I need a willing participant. It's a, it is a fantasy of mine to be with two men. Go to a bar. Yeah. Yeah, you can do that now. Hey, you two. Hey, y'all. How you feel about DP? Not talking about Diet Pepsi. Come on back to my place. How how you guys feel like going to a chick like me? I mean, listen to the way she describes this. One more time. Oh, it is like she's talking to somebody at the bank. They made their wildest desires come true. It's a wonderful fantasy of mine to be with two men. It's a wonderful wonderful fantasy. It's a wonderful fantasy of mine to be with two men. The crushing reality is that it smells of feet and active sex. (laughs) (laughs) It is as if their mother has not been in their room since they were six years old. Some wonderful fantasies should stay a fantasy. I'm thinking for her, that should stay a fantasy because, like, I don't know. Sex is already weird enough. Like, it's wonderful, it's great, but also, like, intimate and, like, you're thinking this is going to be like a porno is not. Yeah. Like. Somebody's feelings always get hurt, you know. I mean, two dudes, one of them's going to be like Jackrabbit Slim, the other one's (laughs) going to try to be like. You know, oh, I got to take care of you. this one. It's going to be sensual. <laughs> the other guy falls asleep. <laughs> You're like, trying to, like, it's, what What part of this fantasy is wonderful? <laughs> They're both, in the, uh, just. In the fantasy, one of them falls asleep. And then the other one. Just two red rockets coming for my cooch. Just. <laughs> Just God, just just angry dog boners. Just they got a they got a thumb wrestle to see who gets to go in the good hole. <laughs> but the thing is, I don't tell them which one's the good one. <laughs> they gotta find I out think the hard be way. Surprised. Uh, like, uh, you know what? The threesome is a very, very common, common sexual fantasy. 
this is so lame to be like, was it as common in the 80s? Of course it was. It was forever for all time. Yeah. Yeah. But I would I would imagine like just talking about it on TV like that's so titillating. Like, oh, and two men. Well, is it hard to find two guys because are they afraid that their dicks would touch or something? I don't I well, mean, here's, I mean, I've never I have never been in a position where that's even been a thing. Like, yeah, neither have I. And I think I'm okay I with mean, that. I, I think I, I'm okay I, not being in the group sex situation. Because I'm already, like, I've missed the most direct communication of attraction from the opposite <laughs> and same sex. Like, wrong, way over my head. Not emotionally capable of handling that. So the idea of me looking at Matt and then looking at this girl and the two of us high-fiving and the three of us going to town is unconscionable. Like, no, the, this I, is I, never going to happen. Would be like, I, I, like, for Guys, who I know you both, smell... and I feel like you're not giving yourselves enough credit. I feel like you'd be just fine. I don't know. We team venture it. We... <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I mean, as somebody who can't really smell very well, I, I just know <laughs> I, could, I could not handle the smells. <laughs> the active sex and feet. But like, but yeah, just. If That's like, what makes you tap out. Like, well, the smell I mean, of, like, instead of like one person going to like two people, like just the added one person smell. Well, it, <laughs> Everybody has their own unique smell, right? right? And when when you when you have two people, that's like you know okay. But then when you add the third one in, that's that's the one where it's like no, I I just I don't I don't I don't think I don't think I can do that. I don't no. Oh, you sweet little schoolgirls. <sighs> and we're back, Ralph. <laughs> Gross. Um. Well, uh, we I, talked about it. Get into the barbershop. Yep. Yes. Well, Wheaton has picked the lock. They go inside. Uh, he wants to look for bottles of blood or leeches. Or... But he doesn't go to the glowing orb that's in the back of the room. <laughs> He's just like, let me go underneath here. Hmm. Uh, he's talking, he, he keeps uh, explaining, doling out more of the lore that barbers used to be surgeons in the Middle Ages. Middle Literally Ages. for bloodletting. Yeah, sometimes um, they, they, they use would leeches. use leeches. And then he finds a straight razor, and he opens it. I mean, of course, fucking nerd speaks Latin. Yeah. Uh, and it says, endure this evil, lest a greater one come upon you. Sure. sure. Okay. Uh, so he's read a lot about vampires. This, uh, is, this so leads us to the greatest line, maybe in Monsters history. Where Will Wheaton <laughs> starts to play a game called <laughs> Pop Quiz Hot Shot. <laughs> where he literally asks Matt LeBlanc's characters, when did the vampires disappear? Disappear. <laughs> hey, Jen, when did the vampires disappear? Uh, 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 uh I don't know, uh, 16th century. Oh, you're right, 500, 600 years ago. This, like, you're presupposing vampires are real. 
And then you're asking when they disappear? Sure. Uh, they become barbers, basically. They go underground and the barbers go underground. I don't know. This is what I wrote. Matt LeBlanc is really good in this because he's still playing that skeptic role. And he's like, what do you, yeah. Yeah, I, I wrote the gifted students' ridiculous theories get shot down quite easily by the average student. Yeah, so, I, yeah. I, I, I wrote down, your rational mind is fucking up my conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and this is when uh, Matt LeBlanc sits in, uh, like, leans back in one of the barber chairs, and a neck trap flips around yes. and, uh, and catches him around the neck. The old neck trap. So it's like a it's like a little trough basically that like snaps around around his yeah neck like a like spit a... trough, but for getting yeah, it, you know what it kind of looked like those uh, bedpans those collars yeah. that you would see on like you know Shakespeare or whatever, but yeah. um but yeah. a bedpan to get, <laughs> yeah, get, but with get that sweet neck blood. Um, it is at this point that Matt LeBlanc looks straight dead nuts in the camera and goes, "How you doing?" <laughs> and the three of us just melt because oh. you can't. Go. I mean, he's got it all—the looks, the—he's got that charisma. He is fairly charismatic in this, he is, this yeah. episode. Um, there's a gag with the glasses because I think um, Will Wheaton's character wears glasses, and he's like, "Huh, man, huh?" It, you know. <laughs> I, what, what? I, I don't remember well, it's that. almost like he that. can't believe his eyes. I don't know. It's weird. Anyway. Uh, so they find, uh, Matt LeBlanc finds that there's uh, like a back door. Will Wheaton's telling him that, uh, no, they, they that, cut off access been bricked to that. Up. Yeah, that, that's yeah. been bricked up for years. But it and has been unbricked up. Yeah, that he just opens the door. Uh, and around that time, uh, they start to hear a key in the front door. And the longest uh, key opening in existence for real. Well, it's like he has Kevin has time to run across the room, click, 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 put click. the razor back in its case, click, 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 keep going, and look around, look around. Where click, can click, I hide? Click, 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 click. Uh, uh, go uh, under the table, slowly draw the, the curtain, click, 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 click. Uh, under the table behind a, a curtain, you go in the doorway. Uh, hey, and... do you? Did you listen to that new album by... Uh, oh, The Violent Femmes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love when he does the Jamaican bit. Oh, I gotta hide. Okay. <laughs> and then I wrote, oh no, Night Barbers. <laughs> <laughs> and it is with that that we take our second break. And we'll be back with more transmissions from the dark side after this. Meet Charlie and Vinny Verducci. If you were a woman, what would you find most attractive about me? Your son. They may not have much. We need a miracle. Oh, well, good. Maybe Moses will show up, part the urinals, and we'll walk the freedom. But what they've got Hi. is each other. I have to die. I want to come back as her baby. From the creators of Married with Children. Hey, Kelly was shaking. I mean, other than his eyes. Comes Top of the Heat. Boom. Right after Married with Children, tonight on Fox. But but that would make her your mom. But he'd still get to suck on those little jabbly flabblies. <laughs> Put them smackaroos in your dacaroo. You gotta <laughs> luck 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 it up. 
Because here comes the pussy train. <laughs> Who's in? Choo choo. Matt LeBlanc and his dad double team two, double team a horny girl on Geraldo. <laughs> so, Jen, you said that you never saw that show. I did not ever I, see that. I, I remember Charlie very and- specifically because they even had like a backdoor pilot on, uh, on Married with Children. Um, it was. Out of, out of, it was married with children without the shame. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, it was. So, so Matt LeBlanc has had two spinoffs uh, yeah. from popular TV shows. Interesting. Here, here's the description. Uh, top of the heap was a boorish and tactless 1991 Fox television sitcom that was spun off from Married with Children, and we're, and we're back. back. Let's land this plane, guys. Uh-oh. So, uh, Ennis and D'Onofrio drag Kevin uh, immediately. They walk right over to him, drag him out of uh, from under the... Um, so, I the love that you caught their names, because at one point, five speed, it just sounded like Mystery D'Onofrio. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like... Oh, what a great name. Oh, Mystery D'Onofrio. That guy's a great pickup artist. <laughs> <laughs> really knows how to uh, yes, peacock it was, it was Mrs. Ennis and D'Onofrio uh, okay. and so they start kind of giving him the business like what are you doing here shaking him around uh, and, and he's he, pretty cool he's coming up with excuses like fairly legit sounding excuses of why he might be there And they... I, I thought his excuses were, were flimsy uh, and they see right through it and they you know they keep shaking him and smacking him around and um he basically says like i came to prove that y'all dracula's and they they shoot down every single one of the things as he says it where it's like well but uh sunlight we operate during the day oh but that might be just like a, a, a thing that was in books but crucifixes and the one guy pulls out the crucifix around his neck uh but running water you followed me yesterday over the bridge three times. Uh, I loved when he said, uh, you know, you've seen us in daylight. And he's like, no, no, no. Daylight daylight doesn't destroy vampires. They just don't like it. We don't cotton to daylight. Yeah. <laughs> Such a weird thing. It's a mild annoyance. Yeah. Uh, so they still, and, and during all of this, Matt LeBlanc is in the basement. Well, oh. he's he's on the steps watching it oh, from the right. door, open door. Yeah, Matt LeBlanc yeah. is really letting his friend get murdered here. Yeah. He is yeah. not <laughs> doing much of anything because two moments later, uh, Mystery D'Onofrio throws a young Will Wheaton into a chair to slash his throat. Yes, the, the, um, the collar comes around and they cut him uh, with the straight razor. And, uh, you know, as you would expect, he starts bleeding into the thing. Uh, that's when um, Tommy uh, starts to walk down the stairs. And uh, I don't know if you guys noticed or not, all the jars full of leeches. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, yeah, there's there's tons of jars of, of leeches. Uh, and this is the part where I was like, oh, God, are they leech men? Are they, like, are they going to turn into a leech and walk down the stairs? No. No, no. This is a. Uh, no. Here's what I Before did. Before the reveal of it, 
can I just ask, yeah. who lit all these candles? Uh, uh, Mr. Um, D'Onofrio? He will, I mean, he probably does close magic. <laughs> They, they, I don't know if I'd light all those candles and then leave, leave, leave my master. Spoiler alert: unattended in a room full of lit candles. Well, and spider webs and yeah, oily rags and old newspapers. Okay. Anyway, of all the things in the world that I was expecting to have happen, the first one was that I was going to see a gauzy Dracula. I was going to say a naked manatee. <laughs> huh? Like it, it looked like a, it looked like no, a no, 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 not the reveal. What oh. you thought you might see. What you thought you might oh. see. <laughs> like, wow, it was bang no. on for Matt. Matt no. <laughs> <laughs> fucking guessed it. Wow. <laughs> no, I just, I heard slurping. <clears throat> And I mean, I'm thinking like it's it's leeches, right? So I'm expecting leechor from Shira, uh, and instead that's when when I got you know the the naked manatee. So what I wasn't expecting is that he, a Matt LeBlanc character, would round a corner, and I would see a brain bug. <laughs> yeah, naked manatee, brain bug. Both accurate. What did you think it looked like, Jenny? Living wad of gum. <laughs> it, oh, God. The texture of this thing while it is sucking on that straw was... Yeah. No. If it could say one word, do you know what that word would be? Sensual. <laughs> it, it has oh, the can look... Can you imagine that thing slathered in olive oil? Well... Uh, now I don't know if you if you know this stuff, but it also has the texture of uh, the Halloween uh, makeup applique referred to as flesh. Oh, yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. It's really garbage. It's it's really fucking. It's trash. Uh, it, it's really disconcerting. It's not fun to look at, and it makes a lot of squishy noises. <laughs> Oh, so many, so many slurpy, squishy noises. Well, Mystery D'Onofrio comes down the stairs, and now they're next to Matt LeBlanc. And they're like, hey, you like this guy? Yeah, he's the master. And at this point, I write down, I cannot understand these accents, because there's a lot of, uh, there's some explanation that is completely over my head, because it's just, uh, babitsi, babitsi, babitsi. Okay, so, um, what I was able to understand was that uh the the vampires gave up trying to pass as human and they just kind of turned into what they always were supposed to be uh they had convinced the barbers to kind of join them so the barbers would essentially bring them fresh blood and in turn they would give the barbers you know, Longer not eternal life. life, but long life. Yeah. So it's sort of like in Wally, where people just, you know, turn into, you know, tubs and floating chairs. 
they just they just they're just a slug they're just a they're just a turd down there just sucking on a, <laughs> a blood teat yep yeah i guess so no hey, way to live. Uh, I gave up trying to look like a human, so I chose flesh poop as <laughs> <laughs> my final form. Wait, I was kidding. No, no, central. <laughs> uh, so he makes Joey drink uh, blood, but it's the blood from the. The, the, the master. Like, and the master. seriously, it's like he takes a hit of ecstasy. He's like yeah. ready yeah, for he more. Fights it, he fights it for all of half a second. And then once that sweet blood t- it touches face. your lips. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and he tells him he's going to bring it to his friend upstairs and allow him to meet the master. Uh, because uh, the, the other guy, Mr. D'Onofrio, stops bleeding Will Wheaton. And then just sort of like gently pats a napkin on his his gaping neck wound, uh, and, and just it stops itself. Yeah. And I think he tells him like that you know that I've been doing this for for centuries. Like I know what I'm doing. You'll be yeah. fine. Uh, and that's when we cut back to uh, Tommy in the chair, and he and the barber change places, and it is Kevin uh, with a mustache. And uh, Producer. then Tommy just gives, well, no, he gives um, a little bit of uh, uh, an explanation, you know, with uh, with the masters giving the blood and, and all of that. Uh, and then it returns to the beginning with the blood is spiraling round and round. Richard P. Rubenstein. Rubenstein. All right, let's go to the writer's room. What would we change? What wouldn't we change? Um... I guess I would I would change the Dracula. I think the Dracula is the weakest link. Yeah. The monster. Yeah. Yeah, it, it I mean But at the yeah. same time I don't it, know, it kind of it worked for me in a cheesy way. It it works, but it's just like is that the life the Dracula wants now? Yeah, it didn't seem like a great maybe if if they had like trapped a dracula or something and you know barbers enslaved these these draculas and are you know keep feeding them blood to keep them alive and then draining their blood to uh to sustain their youthful appearance or whatever else like i liked all of the the conspiracy theories about about barbers i thought that stuff was interesting i didn't get i didn't quite care for um all of the vampire mythos being like shot down or like you know the mirrors and the that there was like such a ready explanation for all of the common vampire tropes getting shot down that didn't add much to me it didn't add much and i don't because the barbers aren't vampires right no no they're i mean here's my bigger question the blood that matt leblanc drinks is that the blood of the master? Yes. Okay, that's the part that's that I why, mean. That's why he looks like he did before, but with a with a mustache. Um, you know, however, however far in the future. So far that they flipped it, like in Futurama. Yes. And he, he's in the past now. Yes. Um, he's become his own grandfather. <laughs> uh. 
did, did uh, Jen, did you watch Dark? Uh, the first season I did, but I've, I've been wanting to watch the rest of it. But I didn't even want to try to attempt it without rewatching the the first season. Yeah, yeah. Tati and so I rewatched all three seasons. And once you actually find out who everybody is, it makes your head explode. Yeah. So you don't, you like, after watching the first season, it's such a small world compared oh, to wow. the God. third. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. That's where interesting. It was, we like, we kept joking that we should take notes. Yeah. Because, like, if it, it, it was a very involved mythology. Matt, did you ever watch it? No, not yet. Oh, it's great. It's it's great. It's a it's a great show. You should watch it. All right. Uh let's uh Jen give us a scale. Uh let's do a scale of one to ten death zones. <laughs> you know what? I give this like a seven death zones. I'm gonna give it seven uh, and a half death zones. Uh, I will give it six and a half. All right. So it's a seven. Uh, I'd recommend this one. This is definitely a, recommended. Uh, it's yeah. a fun one. I would recommend it at one point five speed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, this is what this is pretty much what I want from from a monsters episode. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree. It was it was goofy and campy, and I had actors before they were big stars, except for Will Wheaton, who was mm-hmm. doing this after Star Trek. I think. So. Yeah. Shut up, Wesley. <laughs> <laughs> Your Deanna Troy is terrible. <laughs> You're the man now, dog. Shut up, Wesley. It's me, Deanna Troy. Meet me in the holodeck. Um, you're about to hear a message that tells you all the ways that you can get in contact with us. We're plowing through, baby. Uh, these episodes are not coming. Look, here's the deal. I'm going to be honest with you. By the time that you're hearing this... I I should have already put out two episodes. <laughs> Here's what happens. I look at a computer all day, and then the last thing I want to do is look at a computer. So I done fucked up. So, uh... Hey, man. Hey, man. We're all trying to get through 2020, okay? By the time we'll you hear this, it could be 2021. Who That's knows? True. Hey, maybe it'll be a better time. <laughs> Here's hoping. Fingers yeah. crossed. All right, we love you guys. Did I forget anything? Bye. Try to enjoy the daylight. Bye. Transmissions from the Dark Side is hosted and recorded by Jen Hansen, Matt Rose, and Matt Noss. Edited by Matt Noss. Hosted by Gabber Media. Our theme music was composed and performed by Slasher Dave. You can find him on Bellyache Records. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at T from the Dark Side and on Twitter at TFTDSPod. Email us at T from the Dark Side at gmail.com. Until next time, try to enjoy the daylight.